I think um, part of me was just thinking maybe it was nerves, but I realized that I'm right in the middle of the story right now. I'm right in the middle of what I'm going to preach right now, and I have to be honest with you, I only know the end up until this point. I don't know what the end looks like. So I'm going to just preach in faith. There is a prophetic weight on this word. God is doing something in women in this time right now. And I am sure that um, the reason why I struggled so much is because each and every one of you need what God is going to speak tonight. So that's why I'm nervous. So it's for you. (laughs) Um, Just a disclaimer. I don't know how many of you know me. I'm Kiel. I'm a crier. And I will cry tonight. So let's, yeah, we're just, gonna, we're just gonna get that out there. Go with me if I cry. It'll all be good at the end, I promise. Um, and there are usually happy tears, right? Um, so in my process of trying to figure out what I was gonna say, I realized that the only way to communicate what was really on my heart was to tell you a little bit about my story. Um, so it'll get real vulnerable and it's gonna be good, okay? I mean, it already got real vulnerable, so thank you guys for setting me up for, you know, the crying and all the stuff. (laughs) Um, So I had, God planted a dream in my heart when I was in my early 20s, um, and I was pretty broken. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really glad I hit 30 because the 20s sucked. Um, uh, I I started a... (laughs) I started to um, so I started to pursue these dreams, and I pushed down every crack door, and I strived, and I you know tried to create opportunities. And the truth is that when I got to the end of a few years of doing that, I was just left really tired. I was left really broken, really disappointed, disillusioned. I felt like. I knew I was born for something that was beyond myself, that was bigger than I had ever seen before. I knew that I was born to do something that impacted other people, but I just was like, I can't, like this, I can't do this. And so I kind of found myself, if I'm really honest, a little bit resentful with God. I was, I was, I was pissed off. And I, I, you know, I, I would have these conversations with God, and I know nobody in here has had these conversations, but I have. So I would say, I don't understand, God. You told me to come here. Like, why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you helping me? Why aren't you making this happen on, on my terms? And um, I thought, like, maybe I was wrong about the things that I had heard. Like, maybe I didn't hear God right. Maybe he didn't tell me I was going to do those things. And what I realized is that sometimes when we conceive a dream, it gets buried so deep that we think it's dead. But what you don't really understand about a seed is that when a seed is planted, it goes into the ground and it doesn't grow until all of the proper conditions are met. It has to have the right amount of water, the right amount of moisture in the soil. It has to have the right temperature and the right pH in order to grow. And it doesn't grow when you stand over it with a hose in the middle of the winter going, grow! It doesn't. I mean, I mean, I tried it, and that's how I know. 
<laughs> then one day, about seven and a half years ago, I was uh, sitting in the doctor's office after what were some like really weird symptoms that I was having in my body. And I was sitting there with my family and the doctor said, you have MS. And I was like, what? That doesn't go along with the plan for my life. What? And so like, of course, the good family that they are, they just, my family starts firing off questions and they're asking about treatment and prognosis. And I literally had almost like an outer body experience where everything went into slow motion and it was really echoey and it, it seemed really far away. And I got up and I, like mid-sentence, like I don't know what it looked like. I probably looked crazy. I got up and I just walked out of the office. And I go outside and I start pacing up the sidewalk and I was like, God, this is not what you promised me. This is like, I mean, at this point, I'm really mad. This is not what you promised me, God. This is not what you said that was gonna happen in my life. How can I do the things that you called me to do with this? And God said to me, I, now, I, I want to just tell you, like, people who are like, oh, I never hear the voice of God. I heard the audible voice of God once in my life, and this was the moment. And he said, this is not your life sentence. I will heal you. But it's not about your body. It's about your heart. So keep your eyes on me and let me do the rest, and I will bring your dreams through this. And, of course, that was really promising, but I didn't know what that meant. So I went on a journey to figure out what that meant. And as I did, I started to surrender my dreams. And what I realized is that it turns out that the only way to keep my eyes on Jesus was to abandon everything I believed that I wanted to do, to abandon my dreams, to leave them here and go in the other direction. And as I did that, which took a while because I'm like real stubborn and I keep my fists clenched pretty tight. I started to get set free in areas of my heart that I never imagined I could be free in. I started to um, feel hope. I started to feel whole. I started to feel love. I didn't realize that I was so broken that I couldn't even receive love. Like there were places in my heart that God couldn't even get to. And I realized that if God had brought me the dreams when I wanted them, when I was striving for them on my own, they would have crushed me. They would have destroyed me because I didn't have the character and I didn't have the identity aligned to be able to carry what God was calling me to do. If you're broken and then God puts the weight of the world on your shoulders, how do you hold that? How, how do you do that? So I, what I recognized was that God plants a dream in your heart, he puts a dream in your life, and then he requires you in order to fulfill that dream to take a journey with him. He doesn't say, here's the dream. By the way, this is what you're going to be doing. He says, this is what you're going to be doing, but you actually haven't become the person yet to carry that dream. So I'm going to make you that person, and I'm going to do it if you kick, if you scream, if you cry, if you hate the whole thing. I'm going to take you on that journey, and at the end of the road, your dream will get fulfilled. And so that's what happened in my life. There is always a valley on the road to your dreams. You cannot get to your dreams without going through the desert. Sometimes fulfilling dreams looks like this. Here's my dream. 
And God's like, go that way. Go this way. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense, but it does. Because we cannot carry anything that God has called us to do on our own. And I just want to remind you, if you're in that place where you're in the valley and you're like, this is taking so dang long. It took David 20 years to become a king after he was anointed. Joseph had a dream at 18 years old and he, it was not fulfilled until he was 30. You are not alone. You're in good company. And you know what? If you're in the desert place and you've been there a while, you're probably on the right road. You're on your way there. Luke 137 says, not one promise of God is empty of power for nothing is impossible with God. Your dream is not impossible. I mean, it is if you try to do it yourself, but it is not impossible with God. There's nothing that he won't do. There's nothing that he won't give you if you surrender your life to him. And then what, another thing that I realized as I was like, you know, sometimes we sit and we think, I conceived this dream in my own heart, in my own head. Like I, one day I was just sitting down and I was like, hmm, what do I want to do with my life? <laughs> but your dream happened before you were born. God actually put that seed in you before you were born. So you think, okay, well, this is my dream, so it's in my power. But the truth is that God already has so much skin in the game because it's his dream. <laughs> you were born to display the magnificence of God, the beauty of God in, a, in such a unique way that nobody before you and nobody after you has ever done it or will ever do it. This is your unique way to shine. Nobody else gets to do it. And God put it in you so that you can come to fullness and live authentically the way that he created you. And you know what? If it's, you know, if it's his dream, then he's responsible for making it come to pass. You're only responsible for surrendering. But what I think we don't talk about when we talk about dreams and destiny is that the devil knows what the destiny over your life is. Like we think he's like just kind of like going along and he's like, hmm, hmm, I, I wonder what she's supposed to do. No, he knows. He's seen the blueprints, okay? And he comes and he attacks you with the opposite spirit. I was born to be a breaker. I was born to bring freedom and breakthrough and hope to generations of people. I was born to bring healing to people. I was born to bring joy to people's lives. And all I experienced in my own life was disillusionment and brokenness and pain and hurt and sickness. And the truth is that it's because the devil knew that I was going to crush him when I figured out who I really was. So if he attacks your life with something and he won't stop, if you think like, you know, you're having the same hopelessness or the same loneliness, I want to tell you that that means that he's terrified of you. He is terrified of you coming into fullness and understanding who you are and whose you are. And there, the truth is that Jesus already has the victory. So there's nothing he can do. There 
is nothing he can do. And it pisses him off. And I like that, because I'm crazy. You know what else about him that I think is funny? He's not that smart. He does the same, he has the same tricks, he has the same tactics every time. He's not that smart. And so when you're, if you're sitting in here and you're going, you know what, this is all great and good, but I don't really have a dream. I don't really know what God made me to be. I don't, I don't think I have a destiny. The devil just told you what your destiny is. Come on, he just said, I'm gonna give you loneliness. That means your destiny is to create healthy community. I'm gonna give you abuse. That means you're brought to bring justice to people. Come on. If the devil is attacking you with the same thing, if you are attacked, if you can't, can't contain like a sexual sin, you're called to bring purity to your generation. Don't let him lie to you. It is our choice to decide what lies to believe. He can only fool you if you don't know his tactics, but now you know. Come on, this is real stuff. He's been doing the same thing since the garden, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna stop right now. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night of freedom. It is stopping right now. And you know, the Bible says, if you resist the devil, he will flee. And I can hear those little suckers going out the door right now. You better resist him. Bree, I'm sorry, I'm spitting all over the microphone right now. I'm real fired up. <laughs> Woo! Oof. Woo! I can feel the weight. I can feel the Holy Spirit right now. The Bible actually tells us that when we see the devil on judgment day, that we're going to laugh at how puny he is. Okay, so I think we should just start right now. Thank Ooh, I could go on for the, about this for an hour, but I'm not going to because it's a long night. Your dreams are not about you. Did you know that? You think that when you accomplish something, it, it speaks of your own accolades, it speaks of your own success, but the truth is, the reason why our dreams need to be birthed in God first is because they're about Him. They were meant to bring him glory. Romans 8:19 says, this is the passion translation. If you don't have it, get it. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe waiting to see the unveiling of the glorious sons and daughters. Okay? All of creation waits in eager expectation for you to figure out who you are. And so God, he he plants these seeds in our heart. My mistake in my journey was that I made my dreams about me because I felt so terrible about myself. I thought if I could become successful, if I could reach that point that I feel like is, is the success, it's the mark, then I could feel good inside. 
the truth is that I, I never would have gotten my value or worth from that. I never would have been fulfilled from that. And God knew that. And so he didn't let me have it on my own terms. Fulfilling my own dreams for my own accolades and my own, you know, I love, I love when people tell me nice things. I love that. But if that would have been the reason why I fulfilled my dreams, nobody's lives would be changed. Nobody would be set free. Nobody would be delivered. Nobody would get breakthrough and nobody would get healing. It would have meant nothing. And it would have been, it would have been, it would have died when I died. But when God births a dream in you, he births eternity in you. You may be in here and you may say, my dream is to be a great mom or my dream is to be a business owner. I don't know how God has anything to do with that. But what if you're in here and you're like, I'm gonna open a business and I'm gonna show people in the world what the kingdom looks like through my business and I'm gonna change my entire market. What if you say, I'm gonna be such a good mom that my children are gonna get to live out their destiny the way I never got to. If you accomplish your dreams on your own terms, you'll always have to sustain them. You'll always have to be fighting for the top. But if you let God do it, he sustains you. And you know what? The thing about living out the dreams that are on our lives that God puts on our lives is that when we see the dream come to pass, he gets glorified. Because our job, we were born to bring glory to God. We were born to show the world this one part of his beautiful face that has billions and billions of parts. And every single person gets to see who God is through your life, through the fulfillment of your dreams, the way that he called them to be fulfilled. The beauty of the fact that God even lets us have dreams and pursue dreams is that he can take such a mess like me and he can put me in a place and I can say something and that something can get multiplied to something else and somebody brings it to someone else and then somebody brings it to someone else and all of a sudden eternity is impacted by the one choice I made because I surrendered my life to Jesus and that is what it looks like to live a dream the way God called you to live it. And he did not place destiny in your heart. He did not place dreams in your heart for your happiness or for your comfort. He cares about those things because he's your father, but that's not the purpose of them. We are his only plan to show the world hope. We are his only plan to show the world who he is, his magnificence, his beauty, his glory, his majesty his worthiness, his grace, his hope. We're the only plan, there isn't a plan B. And when we surrender our lives, as messy as they are, as broken as they are, as prideful as they are, he makes them beautiful. 
So why wouldn't you want to surrender to his plan? Because I'm going to tell you, your plan's not going to be as good. I'm sorry. You might be great, but your plan is not going to be as good. Mine wasn't, and it left me broken. So I just want to bring this real full circle because at the beginning I told told you about being in the doctor's office. I actually did have a doctor tell me once that I would be in a wheelchair and I would need someone to wipe me. And I said, all right, God, well, I'm not going back to the doctor until you tell me to because that's not what I want to hear. And you promised me healing. So back in February... I went to the neurologist for the first time in six and a half years. And the doctor looked at me and he said, if you're not healed, this is the best case of MS I've ever seen because I've never seen somebody who has a cleaner brain than yours. I've never seen somebody that doesn't have neurological symptoms. And he said, what did you do? What did you do? And I got to testify to the doctor of the great physician who brings healing and who brings everything full circle. And I got to tell him how God healed my heart when I surrendered to him. And I got to tell him that there is nothing impossible. You may say it's impossible when you're with your science, but God says it is not. So if you're in here today and you have sickness in your body, if you have a pain in your pinky, I don't care what it is, we're going to pray for you and you're going to be healed tonight. Do you understand? Do not leave here with pain in your body without getting prayer. Because there, God has been doing healing in this place. I've, I got two testimonies this week of people that got healed last week. And if you're in here and you're going, I don't know what my dream is. I've been believing the lies of the enemy for so long that I haven't figured out what I was called to do. I want you to come up here. I know it's vulnerable, but that's okay because, I mean, I just sweat all over the microphone and everything. So. If you're in a place and you're like, I I know that there's something, I just don't know what it is and I can't figure out, I want you to come over here. There's gonna be a ministry team to pray for you. If you need healing in your body, you can get up and go get it right now. We're not gonna leave this moment. Listen, this is your moment right now. If you came here for like a sweet, fun little night, I'm sorry, I wish I was like, Bobby Houston, she giggles when she preaches. She's like, ah, I'm not that girl. I'm not that preacher. And if you're not familiar with um, the laying on of hands, the Bible says that because Jesus lives in us, we have the same power that was in him living in us. And so when we lay our hands on you, We're praying with God's power. And I just want to say too, if you're in a stage, if you're in a different stage of the dream process and you are just in the valley and you're just waiting, I would love to pray for you. So we're going to head over to the prayer section. If you don't want prayer, you can kind of chat quietly.
Um, thank you for coming tonight. We're so happy we had you, but we're not gonna stop. We're not stopping tonight, okay? Thank you, amen. Thank you for listening. Your experience doesn't have to end with this message. Visit us online at v1.church and send us a message. If you would like to help V1 reach New York and beyond, download the V1 Church app for iPhone and Android and click Give. Join us this Sunday for our weekend celebration. Directions and info can be found on our website.